Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. The only cup we can use to drink from God's well is called faith. And faith in God changes everything, even our dry places, our wilderness places. Worry ends when faith begins. He said, he who believes in me, does anyone believe in Jesus? I know I do. Then this next part is especially for you. He who believes in me, he who's willing, again, your faith is your cup. And be it unto you according to your faith. So that the measure of your faith will determine how much you receive. He who believes in me, and thank God, though, God has given us the measure of faith. So all of us, it's not really about getting more faith. It's about using the faith we all already have. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his what? Heart. God wants to put a new power source in your heart, in my heart, in everyone's heart that's viewing and listening today. This water is not to be found in a rock, under a rock, in a cactus, or at the base of a cliff where you might find it in a desert. This is not where you find the water he is talking about. He says, out of his heart, watch this, will flow rivers of living water. What he's saying is if you believe in Jesus, he wants to turn your heart into a river. Some of the greatest rivers on the planet, actually, start from a small spring. And we must uh, uh, begin to progress in our faith. And thank God you've come to Jesus. Please notice there's two distinct things being discussed. He said, come to me and I will give you. So come to Jesus, get your sins forgiven, uh, get washed, become a new creation in Christ. But then he says, after you come to me, here's what's going to happen. He said, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And what he's saying is an internal available gush that the world hasn't given and the world cannot take away. He wants to put in each of our hearts. So no matter how hot the sun gets, how dry the place is, there's water and provision on the inside of us that can keep us in whatever situation we may find ourselves. He says, out of his what? Heart. We don't have to go to geographical places anymore to receive from God. Uh, We don't have to go to Mecca, if you will. Uh, We don't have to go to Jerusalem, if you will. I'd like to go to Jerusalem, never been to Jerusalem, and I'm sure it would be a great experience, but I don't have to go there to receive from God. Why? Because out of his heart will flow what? Rivers of living Water, living water here is speaking of water that's not salty. It's not brackish. This is not the Dead Sea. This this is not water that that cannot sustain life. This he's talking about water that is fresh, water that is abundant. He's talking about a river that's flowing and unending. I want to take just a quick moment to look at three things rivers do. Just in general, they did it back then, and and they do it now. And he uses. Uh, this this analogy of a river to explain something of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to understand what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life, uh, just take a look at a river, okay? So let's look at some real basic things that, that rivers do. Number one, rivers were sources of fresh water. 
So, you know, humans, we're, we're two-thirds uh, uh, water, you know, 60% water. Uh, and without water, what happens? We die. And, and nothing is softer, nothing is more flexible than water, but nothing can resist it. And God wants to give us an indestructible inner life, an inexhaustible inner life. He wants to give you a, a life that no matter what happens again on the outside, because you have it on the inside, that, you know, it can flow and impact your outside. You follow what, what Jesus is saying? It's like you don't have to look for the river. You can actually become the river if you let God do this, the type of work he wants to do in your life. So number one, rivers uh, are sources of fresh water. Number two, rivers are filled with life. Uh, rivers provide fish for, for, for eating, uh, waterways for travel, which is really, really important, and a place for meeting. Human life actually began on rivers. Now, when I was in school, they, they taught us that uh, life began in Mesopotamia, civilization began in Mesopotamia along the Euphrates. But when we look at the Bible, we actually see, I, I think one of those rivers mentioned there is probably the Euphrates. And there were four rivers rivers that came together into the Garden of Eden. So we still see the same thing, that life and culture and community and human life and living really began along rivers. You know, rivers are roads that move and carry us wherever we wish to go. Number three, as rivers, you know, as rivers make their way to the sea, they shape the features uh, of the earth that's around the river, and they distribute the salts and necessary nutrients to the land. So, you know, rivers are very, 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 very important. Matter of fact, to add, but, you know, we, I'll, I'll spend too much time in, in, in talking about uh, rivers and not getting back to the scriptures, but if we didn't have rivers, which are depressions in the earth, the land would actually overflow with the rain. But what happens is, um, because of rivers, when rain comes, the rivers swell, and we don't flood on dry land because of rivers. So rivers are very, 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 very necessary. I want to read a quote here. A river cuts through the rock and distributes its best, not because of its power, but because of its persistence. So what he's saying is out of us will come a river with, with tremendous power, with tremendous persistence that's even able to cut through rocky and hard places if we let Jesus do what he wants to do in our lives. He said, out of his heart will flow what? Rivers that are full of freshness, that are full of life, that, that are able to change everything in its path. Out of his what? Heart. Out of his what? Heart. Out of his government. Out of his, his, his church. Now, good things are in the church. Sometimes good things are in government. But where does the, the, the source of the real change, the source of real life come from? Out of his what heart? You say, well, if I had a, a better marriage, I'd be happy out of his heart. The issue is not necessarily your marriage. The issue is your heart. Um, if, if you're happy on the inside, you could be happy no matter the situation. I could tell you about my week. Uh, my week was pretty intense. We were closing. Uh, on, on a property. I have a board meeting on Friday. I have messages to prepare. I have contractors lying to me. I have all, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And, and my schedule is just uh, insane phone calls. I can't even answer at this moment. But, you know, in the midst of it, I'm okay. Why? Because out of his heart shall flow. There's something on the inside of me 
that gives me strength. And it's more than a thing. And we're going to discover what that, that uh, person is in a moment. Out of his heart, not just my heart, though, but your heart, will flow rivers of living water. But verse 39, watch this. He mentions the river. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. So all Jesus said it was pointing towards something. He was using something we know to explain something we might not know. He said, but he spoke of the river and that whole analogy, that whole metaphor, that whole comparison was to give us some insight into what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. But as we saw, the first step to receiving the fullness of the Spirit is to come to Jesus. But after we come to the cross, God wants us to step into his flow. Thank God we've come to the well and we've tapped into Jesus who, who, who is the, the well. But there's also a flow. There, there is also a, a, a Spirit. And, and many of us, you know, we we're sitting on the side of, 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 of the river with our swimming trunks on, our bathing suits on, kind of sticking our toes in the water. Every now and then we reach down and splash up a little bit. But God is saying he wants us to get in and launch into the deep. He doesn't just want us on the banks anymore. He's like, step into this river. This is where the action is. This is where the life is. But this river he just used to symbolize the Holy Spirit. He spoke concerning the Spirit. Again, he used the concept. I know I'm repeating myself, but he used the concept everyone understood, everyone knew, to explain the Holy Spirit who everyone needed to know better. So if your relationship with God is only ankle deep, I mean, you're only, you know, somewhat engaged, um, you know, you're not where God wants you yet. Um, God wants us to, to launch out, as the Bible says, into the deep. One guy told this story, and I, I want to read. He said, I asked God, why are you taking me through deep waters? He replied, because your enemies can't swim. And the reality is when you step into the life of the spirit, you get to a place the devil can't touch you. The devil uh, cannot reach into the Holy Spirit and impact you. And he might impact your body. He, he might try to impact your circumstances, but he will never touch that sealed spirit on the inside of you. That's very, 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 very important. So if you want to be safe, flow with the spirit, go with the spirit, listen to the Holy Spirit. Psalms 46 and 4 the psalmist says this, he says, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Now, shall lets us know that he, he sees this in the future. And also we know he must see it in the future because Jerusalem has no river. It might have, you know, it has a few little tiny streams, but it has no, 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 no river. And by the way, Jerusalem is the city of God. But the, the singer here was awaiting uh, that great day, actually, Ezekiel talks about it a little bit, when, when, a, when a mighty river would flow from the temple itself. But when we look at our Bibles in the New Testament, we discover that actually we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then he's saying, there is a river whose streams shall make what? Glad. Make what? Glad. Notice the purpose of the river was to make glad. Now, like I said, I, I'm, I'm having a really intense week, but under all, there's, there's still a buoyancy. I'm, I'm still okay. I'm still getting it done. 
Why? Because there, there, there is a river whose streams make what? Glad. There's something the world can't give to me, didn't give it to me, that only God gives to me that keeps my head up in the midst of whatever I might be facing. And there's something God wants to give to you. There's something God's made available to you that if you tap into it, it will help you keep your head up in the midst of just about any situation possible. He said, there is a river whose streams shall make what? Glad. If you're not happy, if you're depressed, if you're frustrated, what you need to do is abandon yourself and jump into the river. And sometimes when I feel overwhelmed, I say, you know what, Lord, I give this to you. I just trust. I jump into this. Lord, I thank you. You are good. You are faithful. Despite what's happening, Lord, I'm going to celebrate you and I'm just going to flow with you. And it's amazing how, again, he keeps me buoyant. He keeps me afloat as I abandon myself in the river of the living God. One more time. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. We are the city of God. If you're not happy with your walk with God, the city of God is wherever God's people are and wherever God is. So if you're in the city of God and you are not happy, it's because you haven't been drinking from the river. And what God is saying, come down to the river. And he's also saying, stop playing church at the shallow end. Go into the deep where the fun is and, and, and where the, the bigger fish are, where, where God has to keep you afloat. You know, we say, Holy Spirit, teach us, and, and that's important. We say, you know, Holy Spirit, talk to me, and that's important. We say, Holy Spirit, comfort me, that's important. But we also need to say, Holy Spirit, move in me. And you see, I'll never be, you'll never be a running river, just another stagnant pool, unless you let God move. And what we've done is we've kind of compartmentalized God and we made him an idea. We made him a God of principle. He is a God of principle. And principles are so, so very important. But the Holy Spirit is a person. And he wants, he's not an abstract force. He's a person. And he wants to move and he wants to transport life. He wants relationships to be, be begun on the river. He wants us to fish in the river. He wants us to drink from the river. He wants the river to be the focal point of our lives. Jesus said it this way, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added. But Paul goes on and said, you know, what is the kingdom of God? He explains it. He said, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And if we seek first the kingdom, we can't do that without uh, seeking a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. And my goal today is to continue to salt your, your appetite for the divine, for the Holy One. He is exciting. He is full. You know, uh, he's rich. He's, he's abundant. And uh, lots of things in history go on down by the river. And God wants to, again, be that river so uh, he can bring action uh, not just, uh, he does want to change our minds. That's so important. He wants to change our thinking, and the Holy Spirit does that. But he wants all that to show up in our actions. Uh, faith without what works is what dead. Don't just be hearers, but be what doers. And the Holy Spirit helps us not only to hear, but to do that word. 
He said, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. One more passage, and I'm going to let you go for, for the evening. This is Bible study, so it's okay that we're digging in. Verse 11, Jesus speaking. And you're going to be surprised at the end who Jesus is actually speaking about. I would say what, but it's really who. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? So basically what he's saying is the heavenly father is not trying to trick us. The heavenly father is not trying to harm us, not trying to embarrass us, not trying to hurt us, not trying to break our teeth or anything like that. A father wants to protect a child. A father wants to make sure a child gets the right resources and is put in the right relationships and the right schools and we care about our kids and, and right bed, all those things. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Of course not. No good parent would do that. He continues, you know, the first example was good enough, but he continues his third. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? I mean, this would be child abuse for, for a child to be hungry and you to give him something that can harm him. If you then being evil, now this is where you folks get mad at me, but this is what Jesus teaches. Te Jesus teaches people evil. I know you think people are basically good. Well, the devil's lied to you and people are not basically good. People need a savior. According to Jesus, all fathers, all parents, all people are evil. Uh, we have a bent toward selfishness. We have a bent toward pride. We have a bent sometimes toward self-destruction. Uh, without God, we are a mess. Now, some of us are better messes than others, but we are still a mess. But Jesus looked at them and he said, if you being evil, as bad as y'all are, but you still know how to take care of your children. You know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more would a good God, a God who is not evil, there's no shadow of turning in him, a God who loves you more than himself so much so that he would send his only begotten son to die for you, a God that loves you so much that he has pursued you all the days of your life trying to invite you to himself, how much more? So if you being evil, would take care of your children, how much more would the heavenly father who has no evil in him, watch this, give you the Holy Spirit? What is Jesus talking about? He's saying you can't go to God earnestly asking for the Holy Spirit and God not give you exactly what you asked for. God is saying, listen, I give you my very word based on my integrity as a father. If you would reach out to me, if you would ask me for my spirit, I will give you exactly, exactly, exactly what you asked for. Let's read it again. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit, watch the caveat, to those who ask him? This is a promise. The only reason we don't have more is because we don't ask for more. The only reason you don't have more is because you have not asked for more. And what God is saying is, ask me, ask me. I'm your daddy God. You know there's more to, to this Christian walk than, than, than what you're experiencing. You know there's more to life than the way you're living. The Bible says you 
Have not because you ask not. If you just ask me and trust me to be a good father, I will fill you with my spirit to overflowing. I will have you step into the river and I will keep you safe. But you have to desire. Uh, Mark uh, chapter 11, 20 through 24 says, what things soever you desire when you pray. It's important that we want these things. God's not going to just force them on us. He says, what things soever we desire when we pray, believe we receive them and we shall have them. But you got to want it. And if you don't want it, it's like, okay, okay. You just keep going to the well. And the well is good. The well will keep you alive. Jesus is, you know, out of him, he said, you know, to, to the woman at the well that God would create a well, uh, spring it up in, in her. So, you know, Jesus wants to be the well. But Jesus says, well, well, stop at the well. But I also want to take you to the river. And that river is deep. That river is wide. That river is full of, of exciting life. Jesus will be with you in the river. Jesus will take you to the river. But don't stay out of the river. And God is saying, if, if, if you want it, if you want more, just open up your heart and your mouth and ask me. Say, God, God I see what we said. I don't even care what Bishop said. I don't care about his opinion. I heard what Jesus said. Jesus said, if I ask, because you're a good father, you give it to me. So, Father, I ask for the fullness of your spirit. Fill me to overflowing. Father, I am open to everything the Holy Spirit has for my you have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.